Welcome to the Unaccepted Podcast, the podcast for car enthusiasts and anime fans. And this is not the second time I did this intro. Are you sure? Uh, no, I'm not sure. <laughs> okay. We caught it early, so we had to restart. <laughs> Ooh, I thought it was deja vu. Something like that. Something like that. But anyways, we got a great episode coming up. Uh, we're not going to be super heavy on headlines. We're going to have a lot of updates to talk about and events uh, to cover, but we're definitely going to have some interesting topics with that. But first, Manny, how was your weekend? Uh, you're pretty much typical Mexican weekend, I would say. Lots of carne asada, family, and drinking. Okay, yeah, nice, nice. Yeah, uh, Friday night, me and my dad finished the whole tequila bottle by ourselves, and we almost slept in while all of our workers were outside waiting to clock in. <laughs> so I'm assuming this was like Friday night? Yes, Friday night. Okay, got it, got it. Yeah, um, and then Saturday, just pretty much drink, just to like get rid of the hangover. And then Sunday, I went to OC for a off-road truck meet. Okay, nice. Off-road truck meet. Yes, but it was in the streets, not off-road. So an off-road meet on-road? Yes. That's funny to me. <laughs> <laughs> okay, got it, got it. And then while it was parked on the road in chrome wheels and really shiny, it had like the license plate that said Pavement Princess. <laughs> I guess you can say that. I guess you can say that. Yeah. Okay. No, it was pretty interesting. Uh, so the group that did it was uh, Off Road Hangs and uh, Karma or Karma. I, I don't know how to pronounce it, but I guess they also did a collab with a with a shop that's kind of I kind of see their stuff here and there at like car shows and car meets now. Uh, the shop is called HRR. No, HNRS. HNRS. What's the acronym for? I have no idea. Got it. Okay. <laughs> but it looked like they were just like more like a clothing shop. Like a clothing brand shop. Like they have their own clothing line and everything. Okay. Yeah, so their own t-shirts, hats, and designs basically. Their own yeah. designs and well, stuff. Well, I mean, if they're hosting car meets, support those that support your hobby. Yes. That's cool. Okay, cool, cool. But yeah, it was, uh, it was really interesting just seeing all these uh, different types of like, well, not different types because the majority was just some Tacomas. <laughs> <laughs> with uh the majority of them having the same builds oh they were all cookie cutter uh it kind of looked like that okay all right well i mean when you start getting into like generation like you know car generations that have been around for a while mm -hmm. you're gonna see a lot of that dude yeah so you figure you go to jeeps shoot you go to newer mustangs they're all going to have the same, same mods. Like uh, wheels for the longest time for the S550 platform was uh, Project 6GR. Everybody ran those wheels. Literally everybody ran those wheels. It was like every, every other car had the exact same wheel on it. Okay. Not bad. Uh, but yeah, I mean, we had like... Sequoias, Forerunners. The Forerunners were really nice, how they were built and everything. And I think Forerunners are just always badass looking, especially for off-road use. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, there was also, I think it was the Mitsubishi Outlanders. I think that's what they're called. You know, 
Highlanders. I don't really know the Mitsubishis at all anymore, man. I'm going to look it up right now. Okay. Well, while you do that, what about like, uh, it sounds like a lot of Japanese ones, considering it's an off-road one, what about like a bunch of Wranglers or anything? You're, normally, they show up in huge masses. Barely, le- like legit, no Jeeps whatsoever. Really? That's kind of yeah. surprising. Yeah. That's really surprising, especially like being an off-road one that you'd think Jeep most of the time. I did not see one Jeep whatsoever, either like a, a Wrangler or Gladiator or any of the other ones, nothing. Huh, that's weird. All right. But yeah, I mean, um, and of course, um, there there was this other like group that were also helping out with the collab. I forgot what they were called. I think they were called Fuel or something like that. I don't remember. It's I think it has to do something with off-road and stuff. Fuel? Fuel. Oh, fuel. fuel yeah, not fuel. fuel. Okay. I know which fuel you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 But it wasn't them. Got it. Uh, I think the one that caught, like, legit just, like, caught everybody's attention, regardless of who had the most expensive build, because when it comes to building trucks like that, it's, I think it's more expensive than car stuff, honestly. But it, it was a Mitsubishi Delica Super Exceed four-wheel drive van. And I think it said it was turbo as well, and it was right-hand drive, but built for off-road use, like modified, not just factory. Interesting. I have no idea what that is, but interesting. <laughs> I have a picture right here, so I'll show you right now. So that's what it looks like. Oh, okay, okay. Those. It looks like one of those really, really small vans. Yeah, yeah. Very cool. I mean, even if it was lifted or anything, the wheels were still not big, or, or the tires weren't even big still. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you really can't do much with those kind of... Vans, especially, I mean, I think you would have to chop up a lot of bodywork, but I think the bodywork would go into the cabin as well if they try to chop anything just to fit wheels. True, true, true. And if it was like an imported right-hand drive, I don't know how ready they are to just start cutting fenders off and shit. Yeah, I would not do that. (laughs) I I know there's probably a good portion of the people in the community that don't give a rat's ass about it and will probably do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I would not do it. True, you do stand. You do tend to lean a little bit more original with a lot of it, a lot of like the classic stuff. Mm, yes, you yes. S- you tend to always want to lean towards original, original, original. Not all the time original. I mean, I'll still give like some wiggle room for like extra stuff. Honestly. Okay. All right. Like I'm not like super super enthusiastic about like 100 percent originality and everything. Yeah. It, it, but that's that's if we're talking about cars. People, that's a different issue, situation. Modify people. <laughs> <laughs> See, for me with uh, classic cars, I like the modern retro. Yeah. So, like, sure, give me a classic car, but I'm going to gut the fuck out of it and put a fucking updated motor. I'm going to do anything and everything I could updated. So, basically, like a resto mod, basically. Well, uh, I mean, I don't know about if it's called like a resto mod because resto mod could still be just restoring, mm. right? Uh, restoring the car. I mean, like literally, almost nothing about it would be original. Okay. okay. I will change lugs out, change the bolt pattern, change the brakes out. <laughs> everything, everything, everything. I, I, I enjoy tinkering, you know. So I, I don't. I don't think I could ever do like a full original car. 
Okay. Of any kind, any year. I did check out uh, HNRS. They had some pretty cool designs for t-shirts, so I bought two t-shirts from them. And I think I left them at my sister's house, so I don't have custody of them. So I will wait to get them again. Okay, cool. <laughs> <laughs> but there were some pretty cool designs. Um, there, I think, uh, I'm trying to remember which ones I bought. I, I, I honestly don't remember. All right. You know, I don't remember if I bought the one where it was a mailbox and the driver was Ice Cube. <laughs> no, no, not okay. a mailbox, uh, a mail carrier truck. Yeah. Yeah. You tend to leave stuff at a lot of places. I know. So, you know, quick little plug for uh, our friends over at 91 Octane, but they released merchandise recently, finally branding out their podcast and... They have some awesome T-shirts, and they also released a coffee brand. They did. And you ordered some, I ordered some, and then you showed up with your coffee and lefty. <laughs> <laughs> That's because you have the coffee grinder, I don't. Is that really why? <laughs> yes. Use it, grind up whatever you need, and just I'll, I'll give you bags and sandwich bags like powdered cocaine, bro. <laughs> like, <laughs> Yeah, because... My parents don't buy that shit. They think it's just too much luxury at that point. Oh, got it, got yeah. it, got it. Well, yeah, dude, let's get you some uh some drug looking bags and grind up your your. I mean, <laughs> your coffee it, beans. I, I mean, it is from Central America. Hey, we're not trying to promote that kind of cocoa for them, <laughs> right? <laughs> but yeah, if you guys are interested, uh, support these guys. They're great. If you guys don't listen to their podcast, check it out, and definitely check out their coffee. Not bad. Though, one thing about the meat, though, it was a very small parking lot. Like, nobody was able to fit, and it didn't help that was that the businesses around the, the shop that was uh, doing a collab to host it were also open at the same time. Oh, okay. Like, other businesses or just yes. the... Oh, shoot. Okay. There was a family diner. There was a tattoo shop. Um, I think there was a cantina there too, a cantina and restaurant. And it, like I said, it just doesn't help when you try to plan stuff, especially during the day when other businesses are still yeah, open. So it was like pre-run Tacoma, pre-run Tacoma, Forerunner, Tesla, Tesla Corolla. <laughs> yes, that was legit how it was. Gotta love it. Gotta love it. The most interesting uh, cars that I saw though were the Lexus. They were like Lexus crossovers, but oh, like the RXs. Yes. So what is it? RX three fifty and four hundred or something like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Those and like just like uh, we saw at least two of them come in, and they were just so heavily modified to like go off roading and shit. Like they were just set. Nice. And I never thought about those Lexuses to be built like that until the day before. Of Sunday when we went to the meet, I saw a video by coincidence on Instagram by an ad. Remember how we talked about ads on Instagram? They're listening. They're listening right they're, now. Oh, they're listening. That's for sure. <laughs> and then next thing you know, two of them pull up. I was like, the fuck? I just saw these. Well, not exactly the same cars, but I saw like the builds and everything. Yeah, yeah. So it, it just never occurred to me. I would see like Lexus, do, uh, like people that do Lexus like that as well. Okay. Well, they even have the uh, the Cayennes. Oh, yes. Some of those Cayennes, I've seen some people do some gnarly off-road bills with them. Mm -hmm. So I think you'd be surprised what those luxuries can do. <laughs> yeah, no, no, I, w I wouldn't doubt it, especially. Um, 
the Range Rovers too. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. That's right. Range Rover just feels like an odd one. I've always like I've seen them, and sometimes you can see them used for really cheap. But I feel like that's maybe because they're pieces of shit when they get old. <laughs> <laughs> just like Jaguars. I do have a friend that swears by them. Really? Like, he literally has like four or five of these things. God damn. Yeah. Like that's kind of like his niche in his little, you know, car world. You know so what I mean? So just, just straight hardcore enthusiasts. He's Ranger. a hardcore enthusiast and he swears by them, dude. Just like Ferrari owners, honestly. I guess. But, it, you know, I, I met him at a at the uh, K9 um, social summit. Mm. He breeds um, uh, American... Uh, bull terriers okay and yeah dude he showed up in this wicked looking land rover and i was like man you don't see these on the road very often anymore he's like i got four of them I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> 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 all right fuck all right yeah, that, 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 i'm pretty sure that would catch anybody off yeah <laughs> but he swears by him dude he says they're fucking good you just gotta know what to look for and what to repair to make them last i guess hmm Okay. So I guess, you know, if you're in the community, I'm sure there's people who's weeded through a bunch of problems. Yes, yes. There's always those niche little communities. Yeah. So I pretty much went to this meet with uh, my brother-in-law. He's been building his Tacoma as well. Correct, it's a 2009 TRD Tacoma. And it's coming along pretty good, like how he's building everything. So, um. And I know he has definitely had big, more big plans for it, so I'm looking forward to see how he's going to build it more. Nice. Hell yeah. And that was pretty much my weekend. Cool, cool, cool. Um, I know this weekend was a big weekend for you. Oh, it was my birthday. and uh, yeah, just, just say it nonchalantly like that, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, the wife took me to uh, the... Callaway, Callaway, um, winery in Temecula. Tony, what? You're getting old. I, dude, I know. I was making the joke. I was like, man, it used to be like, yeah, let's go to the fucking club, to the bar, to the brewery. Now it's the winery. <laughs> <laughs> God damn. <laughs> I'm going to see you with those Nike shoes, long tube socks, some a polo shirt, some am cargo I, shorts. And am a I buying a Corvette? Possibly. Oh, man. All right. And, you know, I'm not opposed to the Corvette part of getting old. I'm not opposed to it. <laughs> okay. 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 But, yeah, no, we went to the winery. It was it was, it was was good. I mean, the food was good. Personally, I still don't think it's worth the price, but my wife's like a member there, so we got a oh. discount. Yeah. And then the wine tasting, because she's a member, we get, like, Really good discounts on the wine tasting. Isn't wine tasting supposed to be free? No. Like or just, or just tasting in general? No. No. Um, so typically you go and you'll do you'll pay like a forty bucks for a a ticket. Mm-hmm. And the ticket has like six little ripoff panels or whatever, right? Oh, uh, so it's not like by like a certain time frame? Well, it's only for that day kind of thing. No, like, I mean, like how Sobroso was where we just buy our ticket and we get, like, five hours of unlimited beer tasting anywhere. anywhere. Oh, no, no, no. It's not like that. Uh, damn. 
That sucks. Yeah, it's like 40 bucks just for one ticket sheet. And that gives you six tastings. Six tastings. Uh, the tastings are like an ounce. So it's like a little, you know, a little glass. It's not bad. And then it comes with like a tour. And you can, they'll tour you around to show you the property or... I honestly I didn't do the tour so I don't really know what they talk about. <laughs> it was hot. I didn't want to walk and I was like, "Nah, let's just skip that part and just go drink." <laughs> yeah, I I don't think I can justify $40 for that. Well, because my wife's the member, um she got some kind of discounted rate. We got 7 sheets of those tickets basically. Holy shit. For 54 bucks. Seven times that's 40, 42 tastings. Uh, yeah, yep, 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 yep. I mean, there was it's not just me and her kind of thing. <laughs> I had my brothers and sisters and their hey, significant okay. others. No, if it was just you, it would have been lit. Oh, dude, <laughs> <laughs> but it, it was it, it was more than enough where everybody was able to taste everything they wanted to taste and mm. drink their fill, and we still had some of those little rip off tickets left over. Okay, and um. Yeah, I mean, that was the big... Oh, the puppy is gone. So, officially, all the puppies are in their new homes. Nice. Yeah, so no more uh, no more fostering that puppy at the house. I bet you cried. No, no, no. On, honestly, three is a, is a little much. <laughs> that, and I think because I'm still heavily, heavily working on my dog, Koro... And trying to polish up all of his obedience and, you know, get ready for all the competitions. It, it was it was hard to split that time building a foundation for the puppy. Because I did make sure before she went to the new home that she had a set foundation of training. So kind of trying to do the set foundation training plus polishing him up plus still maintaining the other dog. I was like, you know what, this is a lot. <laughs> <laughs> This is too much, and I'm not the type that's just going to throw them in the backyard or in the house and not train them or exercise them. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I don't think I'm ready for three yet. <laughs> that's too much. But uh, with that, let's roll into our first headline, which will finish up my weekend, actually. Okay, okay. So, <clears throat> I know I talked about it, or I talk about it almost every episode about the market, it's fucking expensive, and I need to figure out what I'm going to do with the truck as far as buying uh, a tow rig. And I've finally made the decision. Um, I went ahead and decided to jump back to my go-to option, which is going to the auction. So I went to the auction, and I bought a truck. I actually was not planning to buy one. <laughs> So I went to the inspection day to go check a couple of them out. And again, this was more like just in case I saw something, but I was imagining the prices were going to get really fucking high again. Uh, because of the current situation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I figured, okay, like, let me go inspect them and then I'll watch them. You know, I'll, I'll inspect them and write down my list of what I thought of each truck or whatever. And then I'll watch them online and see what they go for. This way, next month, I can kind of have a rough budget set to see, like, okay, this is kind of what it's going to end up with. So I'm going to try to go for this truck, this truck, and this one, or whatever, you know, right? So <laughs> I guess, like I said, I wasn't planning to buy one, but the bidding didn't go as high as I thought it would. 
So was there a large crowd? Uh it's hard to say. It's all online. Oh. It's all online and they block out people's usernames. So the only thing you see is the first letter of the username and the last or a character, I should say, because it could be numbers too, but the first character and last character and then just asterisks in between. And I'm pretty sure like maybe they're bid, right? Well, yeah, yeah, obviously they're bid, yeah. They could So the way it works is like uh they give you 6 days to bid. So you have time to go look at the truck, go look at the cars or whatever you're shopping for, right? And you have 6 days to bid. So they'll open it up all the cars at the same time, right? And then they'll give the cars, okay, they're going to close a car every every minute. A different car is going to close, right? But on the last day, as you're bidding, they're going to extend that time 45 seconds. Huh. So as soon as uh, you start bidding or another car starts bidding, all of a sudden those times start growing, right? Or I think it might be more than 45 seconds. I think it's like it's uh, incremental. So I think it adds five minutes. And then uh, as it gets closer, closer to the final closing day, it adds three minutes, then two minutes, then one minute, then 45 seconds at the very end. Sounds like a sports event going into overtime. It, it's It's a little bit weird. But what's nice about it is that instead of the old school bring one car out at a time and everybody bids on that one car. And let's say your, your first choice is coming out last and you don't know if you're going to get the first choice because it's coming out last. So you got to see if maybe you want to bid on the third or second choice because those are coming out in front. And you know what I mean? Like it, it's a little harder, at least online. You can watch multiple ones at the same time. And literally just kind of bounce your bid back and forth, you know? <clears throat> so I I think with uh with my mindset not planning on buying, I you know, I looked at the trucks really quick just to get a general view of their condition, you know what I mean? I looking at it back at it now, I was like, man, I should have inspected them like way, way more in depth because I ended up book fucking buying. <laughs> But yeah, they they weren't going for as bad as I thought. So I opened up the windows and funny enough, I actually bid and won this car while I was presenting in a meeting at work. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> so, you know, Note to self, do not take Tony's career advice. <laughs> well, so I was in a meeting with a general the the general contractor that's running the bim coordination and we were talking about some issues for this project that i'm on it's a small project and it's taking a lot longer than it should because it's all jacked up but um our meetings are done online so it's kind of like we just um stream our screen right so i screen i was uh presenting one of my screens and talking about the issues and flying through the 3d model and on the other screen, I'm watching the auction. <laughs> so I, I actually had to like pause for a second. I was like, oh, hold on. Give me one second. And I looked over. I fucking bid and I just started watching it. And then I went back to work. <laughs> this man. Um, but yeah, I, I ended up winning the bid. And I got a 2006 F250. 
Long bed. Long bed, yes. <laughs> crew cab, long bed. Crew cabs are nice. I wanted crew cab for sure. I wanted four doors. Regardless of whatever I was going to end up with, I wanted four doors. What about a quad cab? That's fine, too. It's four doors, right? Yes. Yep. That's all I care quad about. Quad cabs are basically, the back doors are three quarters for the full-size doors. Like, whereas the crew cab, the, both the front and back doors are full-size doors. Got it. Okay. Yeah, so I just wanted the four doors. I just didn't want the uh, that latching door that goes opposite way. And Oh, I hate those doors. Yeah, I don't know what they're called. What is it? Just a regular cab, right? Like an extra cab. Extra cab? Okay, yeah, I didn't want that. For sure I didn't want that. For sure I didn't want single cab. Okay, so I have a question for you then. What's that? Are you okay with the long bed? Uh, I mean, I guess I'll be okay with it. I'm not going to daily drive it a lot, so it's not going to bother me. But, uh, man, I went to McDonald's in it. And that shit was hard. <laughs> <laughs> I know your pain. Trust me. I know your pain. I, you know, I have I only ever had that F-150 that I had uh, last year. Yes. Last year. That was the only truck I've ever really owned, I think, besides an S10. And I think I had a Mighty Max way, way back in the day. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, I'd never really been a truck person. I've driven big trucks, like, you know, the RV. I drove the RV to, across the country, basically. I've driven big box trucks and delivery trucks, even for the, for the sheet metal shop I was at. But I never really, like, you know, casually drove around a long bed truck. That shit's annoying. <laughs> How so? So, like I said, I went to the McDonald's drive-thru, and this particular one had the, obviously, the post at the apex, right? It's always like that yellow post that you always see paint on. It's like, how did these dumbasses hit it? Now I know. <laughs> it's all about judging your distance on the turn. Yeah, and then on the outside of the turn, they have posts with, like, metal cables. So I ordered, and then I start going, and I start turning, not even, you know, and this is 4.40 in the morning, just before I'm going to work, since I, I road tested it to work today. And, um, yeah, dude, I'm going, not even thinking I'm in this fucking giant-ass truck, and I start turning, and then I look at my, I check my mirrors as I'm turning, and I'm like, oh, Fuck, this is tight. <laughs> Try taking that through a drive-thru for Starbucks. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I got it through. I didn't clip the apex pole or nothing. <laughs> but, like, just looking at the mirror, I was very close. <laughs> I was uncomfortably close for sure. And then I get to work, and the truck is too long for the parking stalls. <laughs> like... You couldn't just, like, back up and just have the tires hit the curb? Or what do you mean? So they have those stoppers, and then they have the curb for the island. And I'm guessing there was a gap between both. There is a gap. So I backed up, that's, and I ran over the It's super the annoying. You got a thing. curb already. Why do you need a stopper? I don't know. But I ran over the stopper and put my rear wheels to the curb and kind of, like, pushed up against the bush a little bit. And I was still sticking out a little bit. <laughs> oh, shit. So, 
uh, I guess I guess it'll take some getting used to. Maybe once I'm used to it, I'll love the utility. But right now, I'm kind of like, ah, maybe I should have got a short bed. <laughs> but because I was at the auction, the main, and like I said, I think I mentioned this before, my main thing is budget, right? Yes. I was trying to get everything on the budget budget. So the truck only has 116,000 miles. And my final price, winning bid, I say paying legit taxes because most of the time when I buy trucks, I just say, or cars, I just say, hey, I bought it for $1,000, so I pay less taxes. Yes. <laughs> but paying legit taxes, winning bid, the auction fees, the registration, the smog, everything, everything, everything out the door, 4800 bucks. It's not that bad, actually. It's especially, not. Especially now since I got a chance to look at it, the condition and everything else. I mean... It was definitely a work truck before you had it. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah, when you first sent me the pictures or anything, you were taking off the wrap that it had. And I'm like, I know that wrap. I sell plants to them. I was like, is that Brightview? I was like, yes. Yep. It's a Brightview work truck. <laughs> yeah, we sell to them. So um, I haven't heard too much from them. I don't know what their situation is. I don't know if it's because of the heat or just who knows, maybe labor shortage as well with them. Maybe, maybe, but I went for those trucks because they had like 15, 20 of them um, at the auction. So it seemed more of a, not like, hey, these pieces of shit don't work no more. Mm -hmm. Uh, Just more of like, hey, these are a little bit ugly to be a professional representation. Let's replace and buy a new fleet. So they had everything from Silverados to F-250s, F-150s, Tacomas, Tundras. Like, it, I think it was kind of like their mix and match. Because when I was peeling off the wrap, you could see that there was some kind of vinyl underneath the wrap that said something else. Really? Yeah, yeah. A coworker of mine said their brother-in-law used to work for Brightview and that Brightview bought out another company. So I'm wondering if maybe they're getting rid of all the miscellaneous trucks so they can start uniforming oh, everything, you know what I mean? Oh, yes. Uh, that company was called Valley Crest Landscape. Okay, and they had red trucks? Yes. So that's mine. Yes. It's a red truck yes. underneath uh, that wrap. Brightview bought Valley Crest or acquisitioned them, and so they just became all one and just call it Brightview. Got it. Yeah. So I, I think that's what was going on. They were getting rid of all their miscellaneous weird trucks, and I think they're just going to replace it with probably more of a universal fleet. You know what I mean? So obviously my target was as low mileage as possible, as new as possible, and four doors. Those were my main criteria, you know? Yeah. And I think I made out all right. <laughs> it's definitely going to need a... Some um, maintenance and, you know, not really repair repairs, but like, you know, just refreshing. It needs a good, good refreshing. Repair, refresh, and renew. Yeah, yeah. So, obviously, since I'm going to be towing and putting some stress on it, I'm going to comb through it and start replacing everything. I think the wrap on the hood and the roof is going to take forever to peel. (laughs) Yeah, the hood's gonna be it's gonna be very difficult because that pretty much gets a lot of sun heat. Plus, 
the engine heat on the wrap and everything. Yeah. Roof. The roof looks like it has cracks already, so I'm assuming the sun roasted the shit out of it. Yeah, I wouldn't doubt it, especially as it was a landscape truck. I wouldn't doubt if it was just, like, out in the sun constantly. Yeah, it probably was. The sides seem to be peeling off really well, and the paint doesn't look terrible. Yeah, the paint underneath. doesn't look too bad, honestly. So I think once I get everything peeled off, I'll probably just get it, you know, detailed to get all the adhesive off and get it polished up. And, hell, maybe it'll even look half-ass decent. We'll see. Definitely. But at least this is another step towards the... The race car goals. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. So truck is there. I still don't know if I'm going to make it to October just because I do. Like I said, I want to comb through this truck and make sure it's solid. Plus, you need a trailer. And then I'll buy the trailer. So once I kind of comb through everything on the truck and make sure everything's solid, if I got to do any like major services, I might as well get them out of the way now before I start spending too much money on other stuff, you know? <laughs> Whether it's, you know, oh, you know what? Let me just do the fucking timing chain and everything while I'm here. Let me do all this other bullshit while I'm here. Get everything refreshed and ready to go. Then I'll go for the trailer. So as long as I'm getting some forward progression, I think I'm all right. But I'm a little excited. Hopefully ho hopefully it does right by me. But I think with the price I got it for, I got the wiggle room to make repairs and refreshments to it. You know what I mean? So, we'll see. And if I don't like the eight-foot bed, hopefully uh, it'll look decent enough and I'll just sell it and make some money off it. <laughs> you could, just like I said, renew, refresh, and restore. Yeah, because I don't think, I think I'm, you know, looking at like Silverado's and F-150's with 100,000 miles or 120,000 miles like that one, they're like nine, ten grand right now. So I'm sure sounds all right. Yeah, so I'm sure the F250s are selling for even more than that, especially if they're diesel. This one's not diesel. I know. Yeah. But the price would jump like oh, double. It'll double. Yeah, 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 yeah for sure. So I I mean I think uh I think if I get it going and I end up not liking the 8-foot bed and it's just too fucking long, then I could probably get my money back and then some and go Go try again. <laughs> I'll go try again for a shorter bed, I guess. But we'll see. At least, you know, we got some forward progression towards the fucking race car. Nice. God damn it if I was going to pay those fucking overpriced dealer prices or truck prices right now. Could always rent a U-Haul. Nah. <laughs> but all right, Manny. Uh, do we have... Oh, we do have one more headline, right? Yeah, we do have one more headline. So, Tony, I have a question for you. What's that, bud? Define sim autonomous driving. It's something I wrote on the topic board to confuse you. The fuck? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. So, basically what this is, is um, literally as it sounds, it's autonomous driving with a simulator. So... We we started the sim racing thing for our guests that's come on, and they're gonna we're gonna start ranking everybody, right? Yeah. So what if you took that and said this is job training skills? That's exactly what's happening in Germany right now for a startup company called Vey. 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 V a y. So what they're doing is they're you're kind of testing it out, and what. 
It's literally called teledrivers is what they call it. And these teledrivers are actually in an office somewhere with basically a simulation rig with a couple screens and cameras that are on the car. And they are remote driving the vehicle for people. So remote work. Yeah, kind of. You can Uber remote and work from home. <laughs> it's kind of weird. It It's a little bit weird and it almost makes me a little bit nervous. Like, what if somebody just decides to go rogue one day? Or what if you're like going up a mountain and next thing you know the worker spills his hot coffee on him you go off the side? <laughs> I mean, I guess anything could happen, right? Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's it's interesting. It doesn't say like it's a full-time thing. It seems like it's kind of partial. So it sounds more like this is in combination with autonomous technology. Which I think is super, super interesting. Okay. <clears throat> so they're thinking about maybe even doing this into the U.S. next year. I don't know about the U.S. Why is that? (laughs) I'm sorry, but we got a lot of dumbasses on the road. Well, they're not in the road. They're in the office. It doesn't matter. (laughs) They may be in the office, but there's still a lot of other dumbass drivers. I mean, that's true. That is very true. Well, I mean, it's going to be like Uber, so it's your choice. (laughs) But I think it's super interesting. I mean... One of the biggest complaints about, you know, autonomous driving is that, hey, like, you know, they can't recognize certain things. Or you remember when, like, I think the Tesla crashed into a truck because it was too bright white and I guess it didn't recognize it or something like oh, that. Oh, yes, I did hear that about was, that. That was a little while back ago. But, you know, there's always these weird little quirks people are worried about, right? Or, or Tesla's running over cats owned by celebrities and rich people have not heard that one. <laughs> we, we talked about it. Did we? There was one celebrity that was getting mad and protesting Tesla because the cats can't hear the Teslas coming. They were getting run over. Oh, shoot. You're right. You know what? You're right. You're right. That is true. So this is actually a very, very different way to do it. I'm wondering, I'm wondering if maybe they're just taking data. You know, it's not very uh, like a permanent thing and they're just taking data from it to help develop the autonomous driving program or software that they have already, right? That would actually really help, in my opinion. I'm sure it would. I mean, that's that's really what it is, is they need human input for data. That's all they need. It's all about data collection now. So I thought it was really interesting. I mean, who knows? Maybe uh, you can get a side job working from home and sim racing, <laughs> sim racing. While dropping off people. I thought that was kind of cool. I'm curious to see if they use like, you know, Fanatec setup or something. (laughs) You have a couple that wants to go up to like a mountain just to go to the lake and stuff. So you start doing like. Driver just turned on Eurobeat. Yes, exactly. (laughs) You read my mind. You read my mind. Just imagine. That would be hilarious. (laughs) So, I mean. With this same technology, I mean, technically, they can even race cars. Like, on a racetrack, right? If it's doing those inputs, you could literally throw your car on the track and go. 
And it would eliminate the possibility of fatal accidents, but... Well, yeah, but it takes away the whole sport aspect of it. It does, a it does. A ton of the sport aspect to it. It does. Because it's a whole lot easier to... It's easier to be brave in my office chair. Like, <laughs> I would have never had the uh, the fear factors of the Roval if I was in the office chair. <laughs> well, we'll end up like uh, Gran Turismo driving and just... Bumping into everybody. <laughs> I think that's GTA. Well, no, no. That's when you're Uber driving, you run over people. Ooh. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, this is uh it's definitely really interesting to see. I'm not sure if this is a permanent thing or like I said, maybe they're using it for data development. Who knows? But yeah, maybe a part time job in the future. I'm down. <laughs> You're down. I'm down. All right, Manny, what else we got on the board? And so we kind of like wanted to ask this question, like what holds the future for car meets and car shows now? Now as in? With COVID. With, oh, with COVID. You know, I think it's going to be a little bit of a struggle. Especially for the registration process now. What do you mean? Well, we just had recently, like, uh, what was that Mustang meet in Long Beach again? Ponies Pikes. at the Pike. Ponies at the Pike. And I guess the, what from what you told me earlier, that in order to go, you had to show proof of vaccination or a most recent uh, negative test for COVID, right? Yes. So are we expecting this long term in the future now for, like, just for about anything now? I mean... I think until everybody's vaccinated, probably. <laughs> but I, th- what I mean is I think they're going to struggle is because, and, and, you know, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe this is anecdotal because most of my car group, car friends, stems mostly from my roots in Mustangs, which is, and it's, again, it's unfortunate that it's politicized now, but it just heavily leans towards one side that does not want the vaccines. And does not believe in the in the virus. I mean, basically, yeah. So, I mean, it's very, very one-sided, at least in the Mustang community, which is where a, a large percentage of my car community is, you know? So, I'd imagine they're going to struggle to get attendance and everything. Now, I didn't attend the event, which we'll kind of get into why I didn't go this year later on in the episode, but... Mm-hmm. I didn't attend the event, so I'm not sure if they had, like, a big turnout. And I probably should have done it before the show, but gonna re- kind of done some lookups to see how many cars actually registered and showed up. And I mean, I didn't even hear anything about it. Yeah, well, yeah, I mean, for the most part, that's one of those that never really needs to advertise. But Ponies you, at but the Pike is so big that they have people registering without any advertisements ever done. But then you would still see it, like, blowing up on social media, people being there, but I didn't see anything. True, true, true. So I'm not sure if they did very well or not, but it sucks, though, because it's not like it was the the club's rule. That was the only way they were going to get a city permit. Yes, that is true. So the only way they were going to get a city permit was to do it that way. And, And, you know... Pay to play, just like we pay to play, you got to do what you got to do, right? 
So there was like a huge uproar on one of my buddies' posts about it. <laughs> and, I, you know, I kind of sat back with the popcorn kind of watching it all unfold. <laughs> you're, you're, you're basically that Michael Jackson meme where he's in the theater just munching on popcorn watching it. I mean, yeah, basically. So just watching that kind of go off, I'm like, man, I wonder if that show even got a lot of people at the end. <laughs> Which I'd be really, really curious to see attendance numbers. Was that on Saturday or Sunday? That was Saturday. Saturday. I probably could have gone if I knew about it. I thought you did. I could have told did. you. <laughs> Completely went over my head. Uh, you know what? I think because I've gone like so many years, I have the emails all the time. <clears throat> so I always get the emails. Registration just opened up. Registration just opened up. It's closing soon. <laughs> so I uh, I kept getting those constant emails. So it's constant reminders, you know. But, um, yeah, I'm, I, I'm very, very curious about it. I know we had a uh, Formula D, right? Yes. That Grand Prix coming up. And I think both of those have to show vaccination or a recent negative test. Yes. So, I mean, there's an option, right? Even if you're not wanting the vaccine, there's an option is just go get a test and show a negative test. Pretty much. So it's not like it's a full, hey, everybody's banned or whatever. Like, there's, it's the option is there. It's just another hurdle to climb that maybe people aren't willing to do. I mean, the test is not that hard either. Yeah, but it's just taking more time out of your day to go over there, I guess. I mean, I'm trying to think of it from that side of the argument, you know what I mean? But I think that's the future right now until... I don't know, until this shit's finally fucking done. I'm over it. <laughs> but I think that's definitely the way car shows are going to start going. Because it's it seems like um, it's not letting up. And I know, like, even for my job side, like, I work in an office, so it doesn't affect me as much. But for the guys that are still out on the field, on the construction field, a lot of the contractors on the job sites themselves are requiring vaccinations, not negative test. Or they might still have the negative testing option. I know some of them are strictly you have to be vaccinated to be on the job site. So my company had actually sent out an email to everybody pretty much saying like, hey, if you've done your vaccination, um, send us a copy and fill out this waiver and let us know so that we can put you on these job sites that require vaccinations. Wait, a waiver for what? Or not a, I'm sorry, not a waiver, but basically a, it's a declaration statement. Oh. This way is saying like, I blah, 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 attest that, you know, I did have the vaccination and I basically, basically to cover, I think it's to cover the company in case somebody turns in a fake vaccine card. Yeah, kind of like a, like, what can I say? Like a self-witness proclamation? Yeah. Basically, basically, that's what it is. So they have to provide a copy of the vaccination card and sign that statement basically saying that they got vaccinated and this is a legit card. And I think that's just so the company can kind of wipe their hands and be like, they told me it was fucking there, you know? Did you hear about that uh, father and son that went to Hawaii with uh, fraudulent uh, vaccine passports? I think there's already been a couple like that, right? And all in Hawaii. Yeah, actually, you're right. Yeah. They were all Hawaii. Yeah, they were arrested. Yikes. Yikes. Yeah, big yikes. And I think it was a felony, and I think those were actual felony charges. 
because I guess the vaccine passports are like federal. I guess or I, don't, I don't know. I mean, for being a federal doctor, it looks really easy to do. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't look hard to do, but I mean, whatever. But yeah, I mean, for my company, like I said, they they pretty much made that statement. It's like let us know and you know so we can document that you have the vaccine. And we'll put you on those job sites. And they pretty much said for everybody else, if the projects require vaccination and you don't have it, we might not have a place to put you. It has nothing to do with the company, you know. Not It's not like a company mandate or nothing, but it's just that literally there's no work for them out there. And it seems that's the way it's kind of going. So it's kind of like, fuck, dude, that's going to start affecting a lot of livelihoods. On top of our car shows. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. I mean, we got concerts, we got festivals, fairs, uh, conventions. I mean, we pretty much have everything here, but, like, if we really want to enjoy it, we just have to, like, basically just get united, honestly. I want to go back to Sabroso Festival. Dude, I want to go back so bad, too. <laughs> Fucking five hours of unlimited beer tasting. Punk rock and lucha libre. I mean, I was just there more for the beer. Oh. And dude, the Lucha Libre. I, I love the old school punk bands they got every year. Fucking loved it, dude. Fucking the Vandals, Pennywise, Bad Religion, like Sum 41, Lit. Like, they got some fucking good bands, man. Yeah. I, I, I love it every year, and I miss it. I need to go back. I miss it, too, honestly. This is, fuck, two years now that we missed it. Fuck. It's, it's, I mean, it's not our <laughs> fault that we missed it. Still, that sucks. <laughs> I mean, let's just hope next year we can. Yeah, yeah, here's hoping. But that seems like the future of the way car shows are going. So with that, I wanted to use this to transition into my last topic. Yes. So car shows. There has been a secret I've been keeping for a year and a half. You're Spider-Man. I am Batman, actually. You're horrible at being Batman. I don't know why, but all right. (laughs) But anyways, yes, I've been keeping this a little secret thing for a year and a half. Pretty much since I've bought my car, the Type R. So there is an event called the Homecoming. Is it a dance? No, no, (laughs) no, no. This is the uh, Honda Homecoming Oh, flagship edition. So it's a dance at the Honda dealership. Honda America headquarters. So a dance at the Honda American headquarters. Yes, Manny, we just danced all day. (laughs) Sick as invite. Yep, you're welcome. So since I've bought the car, that was the event that everybody always talked about, right? Oh, you got to go to the homecoming. You got to go to the homecoming. Just don't talk about it on social media. Well, see, I didn't, I didn't get I know, there yet, but so finally, after I bought the house, they finally released details and tickets for homecoming. I do remember. They only released 300 tickets for type R owners. And this was nationwide kind of thing. Yeah. Um, I landed a ticket before it fucking sold. It sold out in like 30 seconds, dude. You, you were number two, uh, 299 ticket. <laughs> I'm maybe I don't know like I was kind of pissed because like uh, I remember I was watching the screen no I was there too I saw you 
yeah, I was I was watching the screen and I was waiting for the time to I think it was like a two o'clock or something, and I was waiting for it to for two o'clock to refresh and then I'll get my ticket, and it was like one fifty eight, and I was like, let me just refresh and make sure this doesn't go stale. I refreshed and it logged me it logged in and I was like, fuck, it already started. What the fuck? <laughs> So I got lucky, and I was able to get a ticket for the Honda Homecoming. It was a glitch in the system. Sure. <laughs> but I got my ticket, and one of the things they were really big on was, like, shut the fuck up. Keep it quiet. Like, literally, they set up, like, a private group chat for each group, and they separated all the groups in different group chats with, like, a group leader. And they're like, okay, you don't discuss this event with nobody. You don't give anybody else details on it. You don't put it up on social media. They're like, we work really hard to get this, you know, in collaboration with Honda America to do it at their headquarters and get all the perks of being at the Honda headquarters, you know. Um, Originally, there was going to be like a special Honda homecoming track day I was super hyped for. That got canceled. <laughs> I mean, you don't even have the car either. Yeah, but if the still would have been around, maybe I'd have kept it like another month or two. <laughs> but everything was super secret. Then, you know, obviously, COVID kind of started running rampant. And they postponed it. So they postponed it a whole nother year. So here we are. We're getting approaching it. And... You know, they're hyping it up because they're saying, you know, oh, we're going to get executives from Honda Japan to come out. Um, we're going to get like these big wig names from Honda to come out. We're going to get to see like the library and secret museum from the Honda headquarters. So did the executives go and did you get to see the secret museum? I will get to that. Oh, OK, so they have all this hype coming out and to full commendation of them, like. The organization was so good, it was bad. <laughs> they were their own greatest downfall. Well, so I do got to give him a lot of respect because it seemed like he worked really, really hard on the organization. So, like, everything was planned out to the T. Timing, people, numbers, like, security, like... Everything, everything was planned out. He created like a private Facebook group. Only we were in there. Everybody was muted and he just posted updates all the time. All right, this is what's going on with this. This is what's going on with that. This is how we're going to do this and how we're going to do that. So with the over the top, con very convoluted, to be honest, like that's why I say it was organized to a fault because it was super convoluted and I think it was made more complicated than it should have been it could have been a lot easier and simpler and streamlined but it was very convoluted but um with all the organization he was doing with all the supposed you know collaboration with honda america i was expecting something pretty epic so obviously i sold the type r <laughs> you did you did um, because this is supposed to be the flagship event for the owners, I didn't tell anybody I sold the car. I just told them that uh, the car was going to be in the shop. And I was going to be showing up in the family car, basically, which was cool. It worked out. 
given I had to tell him what car I was going to be showing it up in and what color the car was. So, like, even if you weren't showing up in your car, they wrote down what car you were going to be in, who you were going to be in. They were going to check IDs for the tickets. We couldn't buy additional chick tickets. We couldn't transfer the tickets to anybody, even my passenger ticket. I couldn't take my wife's ticket and give it to you kind of thing. Mm. So everything was very, very strict, very hush-hush, very organized. So the day comes, and in order to get, mind you, this is all required to get into the event. We all had to caravan in. And we had to meet over in, like, Mission Viejo area at 5 in the morning (laughs) to caravan in for this event. So we showed up at at this place at 5 in the morning. They provided, like, a breakfast, like muffins or coffee or juice, you know. And they color-coordinated all the parking for the caravan. And so this census is the flagship. They color coordinated all the NSXs, all the Integra Type R's, all the S2000s, and all the Civic Type R's. And mind you, dude, this is over 500 cars. And we all caravaned out to Honda America in Torrance. So one good thing about it was that because everything was color coordinated ahead of time, Getting into the event was fairly quick. Like, obviously, we backed up really, really fucking far for the entrance and, you know, to get in. But, um, dude, once we actually got to the gate, we because we on top of all the other stuff, we had to get um, a parking badge at the meetup spot for the caravan. That's why we had to be at the caravan. That's how we got our parking badges to get through Honda security. We had to have our tickets printed out and we had to sign like three different waivers to turn in at the Honda security. Probably like some NDA forms and everything. Um, it, One of them I know was for like a insurance liability. One of them was for release for video and pictures because there was like a whole media crew there. And I forget what the third one was. Oh, you, I think it was just general entrance into the their facility kind mm-hmm. of thing. But, dude, we get there, and I was expecting them to, like they were saying, check ID, make sure it matches with my passenger. Dude, he just grabbed the stack of papers, like, cool, go on. <laughs> Way to go, security. Way I to go. I was like, fuck, what the hell? <laughs> All this? <laughs> well, to be fair, that wasn't Honda security. That was that looked like it was volunteers. And, I, and we were at the back. Because I came in the in the wagon. <laughs> We were in the very, very back of the caravan. So they were probably just like, all right, let's just get the last motherfuckers in and let's get going, you know? Um, but we get there and they just, oh, just go over to the side and just park anywhere on that side. And I was like, cool. I figured because we're obviously like the support family vehicles or whatever. Yeah, obviously park away from the show and just park wherever. Um, But once you get to the show, like... Dude, they didn't even line up. I I know this may be nitpicky, but, like, I think I've done a fair amount of car shows. And for how anal and organized they were, I expected them to line everybody up straight, you know? But everybody parked in backwards, and everybody's nose is sticking out in all different fucking lengths out of the parking spot. Oh, were they trying to, like, 
park diagonally in the parking spots? or No, just they were parked straight. I just mean like um, how deep they went into the parking spot. Everybody mm. was all at a line. You figure at a car show, especially something this big or organized with Honda America, you line everybody up and you have somebody organizing the parking to go, all right, move up, move up, move up, right there, stop. Next guy, move up, move up, stop right there. Back up, back up, and just get everybody lined up all nice. But no, they just kind of threw them in there and just go. <laughs> Not bad. So, in the event, Honda Homecoming, we're like, all right, let's see what this is all about, and let's see if it makes me regret regret selling the Type R. and <laughs> Makes you regret. Huh? Makes you regret. Yes, yes. Um, but, you know, at the end of it, the, the show itself, like the actually being in the show itself, it was a car show. And that was almost it. I can see that. But did you get access to the secret museum? And did people actually go onto the track that they were talking about? Or what's go- what happened there? No track. No tour of Honda America headquarters. Um, they pulled out some stuff from their museum. And I was really hoping for something kind of unique that you wouldn't see anywhere else, you know, because it's their corporate, you know, their headquarters office, you know. Mm-hmm. No, <laughs> I mean, it was cool. They did have some of the old vintage ones, the old vintage Civics. They had the S600, which was a uh, what what the S2000 evolved from, right? Yeah, the predecessor to the S2000. Yeah, yeah. They had um, an E, an HF a prelude and a rsx type s that was like in factory show condition um the prelude was the one with the four-wheel steering like pretty cool to see you know four-wheel steering yeah it's like i'll I'll show you later i don't know i'm, I'm having an idea that he was using five ster- uh, steering wheels at the same time yep that's it really <laughs> no oh <laughs> but uh i mean it 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 was cool to see those, but they were, you know, you, you can see Preludes anytime. You can see R6s anytime. <laughs> I was really hoping for something a bit more unique, you know? They did have um, some Mint CR S2000 and NSX. They had a bunch of the new NSXs. But not really anything happened. As far as, like, the executives, they, I guess maybe because of COVID, but... Like they presented on the main stage. Oh, we're here. We have our next guests, you know, from Honda Japan. And it was a video. And it was just the video of the guy talking and, you know, saying, I wish I could be there, but I can't and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, maybe at the end of the day, maybe because I'm not like a Honda nerd to the point of fandoming over the engineers. But apparently that was a really big thing. The engineer for the S2000 and the engineer for the Type R Civic. So they had raffled like things with their signatures on it and like video presentations that had like them talking and stuff. And those were like the raffle prizes. So just autograph memorabilia. Yes, from the engineer that did the Type R and the uh, S2000. And how... uh did you have to buy the tickets or did you have to like donate stuff? Like what happened there? You buy the tickets. Oh, okay. 
Um, they did have an interesting raffle ticket kind of uh, system. So instead of buying individual tickets, you buy a sheet. So you can only buy in sheets. And the sheets all have the same number. So each sheet came with like 25 tickets, but one number. So if you buy two sheets, you get 50 tickets, but you only have to look out for two numbers. Which is pretty fucking nice. I was like, that's convenient as hell, actually. Yeah, it does sound convenient. So I'm not sure why more people don't do that. That's actually pretty dope. I like that. (laughs) But um, no, they did that, but they had like a a couple of uh, vendors show up. Spoon was there. Titan 7 was there. Jackson Racing. um, Rockstar Garage was there. So they they had like a bunch of vendors show up, and they obviously submitted some pretty cool raffle prizes. Speed Ventures donated like $35, $50 gift cards for track days. Um, it was, it was, a, it was some good stuff, but the, the, the way they had it organized and remember I said it was organized to a fault and I'm not sure if this is maybe because of COVID, but they had an itinerary for your groups to go do stuff at certain times. Uh, so if you wanted to participate in an activity, you would have to wait till your time is up. Yeah, including food. The hell? <laughs> Dude, my fat ass and my stomach did not like being told when I could eat. <laughs> I was like, you ain't going to tell this stomach when he's hungry. <laughs> right, so the next time I see you walk into the bathroom, I'm just going to run and take its place. <laughs> I'm like, you should have been faster, Tony. I, I know, I know. I do that to my cousin sometimes at work. That's fucked up. <laughs> uh, there's been a few times where they wanted to beat my ass. I I bet they did. <laughs> but then like two seconds later, just get in there. I'm just playing with you. Yeah. But no, dude, straight down to the time that each group was going to eat they had in the itinerary. So what was the food like at the Hano Homecoming? Um, Tommy's. Original, original Tommy's chili burgers. Really? I thought they went out of business. No, I don't think so. I mean, they're all over L.A. I think the one in Corona or, or what's that place called again? Voldemort, maybe? I have no idea. I've never been to a Tommy's out here before. Wait, I think oh, the closest one out here that Tom's I've seen Farms is like... Tommy's Farms or Tommy's Burgers? Tommy's Burgers. Okay, I'm thinking of Tom's Farms. Oh, okay, yeah. That's off of like the 15 in Corona kind mm-hmm. of thing. It is. Okay, yeah, yeah. No, this is Tommy's Burgers. We should take our buddy Tommy there. Got it. <laughs> but yeah, so the itinerary had that and it kind of fucked with the raffle a little bit because they wouldn't let you buy raffle tickets unless it was your time for your group. So by the time my group came, I went and I was like, cool, what raffle tickets do you have? And they showed us these red tickets. It turns out there was a whole nother set of like golden yellow tickets that completely sold out before my group even had a chance to go up and buy. Oh, shit. So they they didn't bracket out and limit how many Ralph. Obviously, they want to make as much money back as possible, right? But that just shows, like, how much, how many raffle tickets actually sold for this fucking thing, dude. Mm-hmm. Like, it was a lot. When I went to, when I bought my tickets and I went to go put them in the box for the raffle and it's just one big box, 
Dude, it was a like a foot and a half by two and a half foot box. A foot and a half. Foot and a half wide, two and a half long, roughly foot and a half deep. Okay. And it was almost halfway full with tickets. Like it was a lot of fucking tickets in there. And like I said, the other tickets had completely sold out by the time we got there. So it, it seemed like ticket sales were definitely overly saturated. <laughs> but as far as the show, it was cool to see like a lot of like I've never seen personally. I've never seen that many NSXs in one place. Yeah, you really do. You rarely do see them, honestly. Yeah. And there was shoot at least over 20, 30. And we everybody was parked by color, which was kind of cool, you know. Um, S two thousands. I've definitely never seen that many S two thousands in one place, or even ITRs. But I guess once you've seen them, it kind of just lost right there. <laughs> like that was kind of it for me, you know. Um, what is cool is that I did see our buddy Mark. Yes, I did see pictures that he was there. S two thousand, yeah. So I did see him. That was pretty cool. Got to hang out with him a bit. But um, I don't know. I guess with the hype, with the organization, with, you know, getting Honda Honda America involved, I kind of expected a little bit more. Maybe it's because of COVID, you know, that kind of fucked it up. So we couldn't do the tour of the library or the museum and all that. Mm-hmm. But I really, really was hoping for more <laughs> after all this time, you know. So how big was really the museum? I don't know. We didn't get to go inside. Uh, they just pulled out a couple cars. And that's it. Was the museum actually open or did they close it kind of like the track? Everything was closed. We were not allowed inside the building at all. Ah, that kind of defeats the purpose, though. Yeah, we. it was literally a giant parking lot meet. And they it was just all Hondas and they pulled out a couple classics in those mint condition ones. For is, the, there, uh, is there a Sparky in that crowd needing help with a reverse or no? No, <laughs> not that I saw. Not that I saw. I did see a couple of uh, couple cars that have seen better days. But they were there repping for sure, real proud. There was a CRS 2000 and it had like, Wow, the most hard waxing swirls left on it <laughs> I've ever seen. The darkest powder coated, I say powder coated, but the front wheels were just caked with brake dust, thick as hell. Oh, uh, you mean like the gold ones? No, these were just factory wheels. They were just caked with fucking brake dust dirt. Like the, <laughs> you could tell the guy just fucked up this car, and it was a CR. No, because I remember I saw someone that I, f- I forgot what car he had. But it had like that gold or bronze look to the wheels, and he all he did was just take them off and just like, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? We just, I'm, can't think of the word. We'll get back to it, man. We'll get back to it. We'll get back to it. <laughs> well, yeah, it. Like I said, it, well, I guess maybe because of COVID, everything was kind of closed. Oh, out. there we go. Power coded. Okay, powder coated. Yes. But yeah, I think uh, maybe because of the COVID, it just shut everything down. And maybe that's why it was kind of like, eh, I lost it. It lost me. So were they also asking for like proof of vaccination and all that stuff too or no? No, they did not. They did ask and there was plenty of signs um, asking for everybody to wear the mask. 
I would say 80% of people wore their mask. Okay, so a good portion. A very good portion. Um, A lot of people, you know, a couple floaters around that just didn't. And um, I could say in the Facebook group, they did the guy organizing it. He did kind of post a couple times of people who um, uh, reneged their tickets because they caught COVID and they didn't want to go, you know, Ooh. to the event with COVID. Oh, I think I heard about which, that. Which you know, that's good respect to them. You know, that's a responsible decision. Yeah, I think I heard about that. Yeah, and, and one of the things was is that because a lot of there was a lot of media there, like you can see there was um. He had to have been some kind of like executive for Honda America, maybe because mm-hmm. he was around with a film crew, like walking around and they were doing some videos. And you can tell he was like doing like a presentation of some sort, talk, talking to the camera or whatever. So I'm thinking because of that and it's being filmed, they Honda probably didn't want to like show that they were throwing a super spreader event or something. Uh, you know what I yes, mean? yes. Like <laughs> that's that's probably bad for business. You know what I mean? So they were very a bit like, you know, hey, just wear the mask. Like, you know, they're letting us here. We want to be able to try to collaborate with Honda America again and do these types of events. So let's not make them look bad kind of thing. So would I go again? Probably not. <laughs> and, and like I said, dude, it could have been COVID and, and maybe that I'm just not that much of like, a Honda nerd to the engineer part. You know what I mean? Because I wouldn't want a signature from the guy that engineered, you know, the lead engineer for the CTR because I'm mad about the overheating. (laughs) (laughs) This man. But I mean, and I guess I sort of understand it to a certain point just because, uh, you know, the Mustang community has that kind of fandom with the race car drivers they make cars after. Oh, Carol Shelby, Steve Celine, mm-hmm. Jack Roush, right? Um, Mustang makes these cars kind of the, these special editions after these race car drivers, right? But not the engineers. But I guess because Honda doesn't really make their special edition cars after race car drivers, they just have their branding, right? I guess it would default to the engineers that designed them. It always is. I guess, right? So I guess I can kind of understand it, but I guess for me, maybe I'm just not that deep into the Honda nerdum. You know what I mean? Yeah, and just in general, car meets and car shows as well. Yeah, a little bit of that too. <laughs> a little bit of that too. I'll still go, honestly. Um, I pro- I don't plan on going like nighttime meets anymore because it just brings out too much drama with people. Trying to do like stupid scandals or BS during the night and everything. Yeah, I think for me, I think I'd rather go as a spectator now. I'd rather go take a look, go cool. That was fun. This was, you know, I got to see all the cars real quick and, you know, maybe go check out the vendors and merch. You know what I mean? I guess for me, more shopping. (laughs) Check out the vendors, merch, see if there's anything good for the raffle. I mean, if you really want to, like, I was about to say, sure, (laughs) shop, you can always just go to Target. Well, yeah, yeah. But, I mean, for, like, these, a lot of times you'll get those little good deals, you know? True. And the raffles are always cool, but maybe after that I can just dip. (laughs) So, yeah, honestly, dude, I was really hoping for something special out of this Honda event, but I was let down. 
Yeah, so that was Honda Homecoming. And I won't be going back. I don't, apparently, this is the last one anyways, but. Well, don't worry. If there was no dance, there's no point in going again. You're right. You're right. Disco ball or nothing. <laughs> All right, Manny. Uh, you got some updates. I actually have some updates. It's been a while, actually. It has. It has. It has. Um, so just a small update on the Mustang. I do have to change out the rotors now. Yeah, you mentioned it last week, I think. No, we didn't talk about it. No? No. Okay. Maybe you mentioned it to somebody while I was there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so uh, driver's side front rotor actually developed heat spots on it. Wonder why. <laughs> I'm not too sure because I actually checked them a few weeks after the track event. They weren't there. Okay. So maybe maybe we got to check that uh that caliper. That's the, that's exactly what I was thinking. Um, if maybe there's possibly just too much brake pressure on that one caliper, where maybe we'll have to do like a flush. Yeah, or, like, or like, the like, caliper needs to get greased. It could be getting stuck. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, I asked a few people. Most of them just says like there's probably just probably just too much braking pressure on that one caliper that's causing it, and so you'll just have to do a flush. Now I do have a question though, like. With the Brembo brakes, I know, like, you've showed me how, like, easy they are to change out the brakes or anything on Brembo's, but to remove the caliper, is it simple or is it just more extraneous just because it's made simple to take out the brake pads, not the caliper? To remove the caliper? Yeah. Pretty simple. Pretty simple? Okay. Yeah. yeah. It's like one piece, so it's not like a, like a traditional caliper. You're kind of taking apart more parts and pieces. Yeah. So this is kind of like a a single unit. You'll remove the whole unit off. So it's yeah. it's not that bad. Okay. And then I don't have too much worry to worry about. I'm probably gonna go with uh Napa's adaptive one slotted rotors. Okay. I I would suggest R one, but all right. Well, I did ask you for recommendations. You ignored me. I tend to do that from time to time if it's a text message during the week. Yes, that's exactly what happened. Yep. I tend to do that from time to time if it's a text message during the week. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm either at work, and then I was like, oh, I'll reply to this later. Then I get home, and wait, I start Wait, 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 wait. That was, this was on a Saturday. The fuck? I might have been busy. <laughs> You're at home. Well, I don't know about that. We'll see. <laughs> but yes, I'd recommend R1. Okay. Or there's a There's a couple other websites, actually, too, but... Let's avoid Napa for well. I mean, it is just metal, and you're not heavily tracking it, so that you probably could be fine with Napa too. Mm-hmm. So you could be fine with AutoZone blanks. Uh, no. <laughs> you ain't that fast, Manny. Don't worry about it. <laughs> it doesn't matter if I'm not if I'm not fast or if I'm that fast. Uh, AutoZone is just always my last resort to go. Okay. Yeah, got it's, it, it's it. never my first option. It's it's always the last option. Cool, cool, cool. But yeah, you should be fine. It, it, like I said, you're not you're not driving it to the point where it's gonna hurt anything, anyway. I know, I know. But yeah, I, I would definitely check that caliper out mm-hmm. and maybe flush your fluids out too. Yeah, yeah. That's uh, that's one update. Uh, I'm probably gonna get try to get that all done this week. Um, and then another update that I have is for the El Camino. I was able to find someone that actually does re- uh, upholstery work. Or cars and all that other stuff. My grandpa actually picked up a 70 El Camino with a 350 block as well. 
and all original, except for the wheels. They weren't original. And he pretty much has a buddy of his that, that he knows. He's known for years that does upholstery work. And he did his upholstery for his bench seat in the El Camino. So last week, me and my grandpa took a drive in my El Camino. We went to go pay him a visit. He gave me a quote and dropped off the seats last week. Paid the man up front so he doesn't have to worry about paying for materials. And pretty much just picked them up today. Yep, and I saw them. They look nice. They look good. Thank you. Thank you. They look real good. As long as I have the first stamp of approval so far. Got it. Got it. Although, you're still putting off that wiring harness and EFI kit. (laughs) True. Uh, My grandpa did recommend someone that he might know who can do that kind of work, so he's going to introduce me to him later on, too. Okay. And probably give me a quote on that, how it's going to look. Got it. Got it. Got it. In the meantime, um, I am going to focus on suspension. Um, Probably going to recheck the bushings, see how they're looking, and then also shock absorbers. Okay. Because I do want to start getting it to start riding smoothly right now as well. I mean, I know I've been putting off the wiring on this and everything, but I would at least like it to have it ready for it to be driving, but also just driving smooth. Yeah, yeah. And more efficiently. And then once you're on the track, you don't want the sloppy suspension bouncing you around. Yes, because I'm going to take the El Camino on the track. Do it. <laughs> if I'm the only one on the track, yes, maybe. But I doubt that's ever going to happen. Grange. We can make it happen. My concern is if I get, like, a flat oil pan like Leo did. I mean, just drive careful. You'll be all right. <laughs> you, know, you know how to drive off-road. You I know, live I off-road. <laughs> I know, I know, I do. I do. We can make it happen. We can make it happen. Or even skid pad. Oh, yeah, that's right. You can rent the skid pad, and you can do donuts with the El Camino. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's built for that. I mean, basically, you have some pretty high gearing on it, so. Yeah, yeah, yep. That is true. We can make it. You'll be the only one out there. Yeah. And I think when I prepare, I'm I'm actually going to probably prep the El Camino for a trunk or treat meet coming up. Okay, cool, cool. So this one's going to be in Fontana. And it's pretty much hosted by off-road, some off-road clubs and everything like Caliotas. I think trying to find the other one. uh, Off-road for charity. Uh, Tribal Wolves, and trying to see the other one. Uh, they, they look like just like off-road stuff. Rigs and... and uh, I'm not going to say that word. Okay, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Okay. Uh, but I guess it's like an off-road for charity. Uh, cancer awareness, trunk or treat. Um, happening October 9th in Fontana. So you putting some mutters on the El Camino? I could. I'm going full mullet on this. Digging it. <laughs> I am not growing a mullet. I don't know. Not what I'm looking at here. <laughs> I mean, I know it's like already famous with the, like these damn duck watches and shit, like getting mullets and shit, and like the bowl Edgar haircuts and everything, but like, nah. <laughs> it's it's just fucking retarded. Just people just do it for the gram. Or, or for the TikTok now. Yes, it's it's for the talk. <laughs> it's for the talk. There you go. It's for the talk. All right, all right. Or it's just pretty much just for news coverage. It's just doing your shenanigans on the streets. Yeah, yeah. 
That's why I didn't buy a single cab truck. <laughs> well, you could have, but then, like, you would lose the, like, uh, I'd to lose the space from my dog. <laughs> but not just the, just the convenience of just having more options for a four-door, like, bring people along and everything. And, of course, your dogs as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, I'll be, uh, I know my brother-in-law is going to be going to this one because he's a Dakota, he has a Toyota Tacoma, he's building it. He's, he's friends with Cali, uh, Cali Yodas and everything. So, I might just, like, start getting myself prepared and prep the El Camino for that. Got it. All right. Since it, Also, since it, it's actually coming up real soon, October 9th. Oh, shoot. That's pretty early. Yeah, it is early. Yeah, it's really early. But it is a charity event, so I think they're just trying to do that just early. I mean, less competition. Yeah, exactly. So that's what I'm saying. As far as, like, you know, if it's a weekend kind of thing, you know? Mm-hmm. Usually less competition because it's less early. Less going on. So people can focus on the charity event, especially. That's cool. That's cool. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, with that, Manny, let's call this an episode. Let's do this. Why don't you tell the people where they can find us? You can find me. Oh, no, not, not me, but us. <laughs> you can find us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Unaccepted Pod. And we do have a website, unacceptedpod.com. And be sure to like, subscribe wherever you're listening to this podcast. Leave a review. And if you want to email us, you can email us at unacceptedpodcast at gmail.com. See everybody next Wednesday. Johnny.